Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday... My newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Hey, hey, welcome in. This is Follow the Money on VSEN, the sports betting network. This show is presented by DraftKings. Mitch Moss along with Polly Petrino Howard. Uh, we are loaded today. We'll get into the Thursday night football game coming up here in a little bit. Great guest as always. Here's who we have on the docket today. Nigel Seeley, best bets in soccer. Brad Powers on college football. Mike Palm in studio a little bit later on. And Paul Charchian with his uh, player prop angle for tonight. And week 13 in fantasy. So again, like I said, we'll get to that game coming up in a bit, Paulie. Where are you at in terms of the whole shock factor of uh, this is now at it's absolutely mm-hmm. real with Aaron Rodgers. A 10. And I owe the, uh, a lot of listeners an apology because a lot of people sent this in for pizza money with the tip jar. Yep. I mean, this, this was 100 to 1. I, I didn't think any way he would come back. And then why would they play him? They're going to be out of it. Why would he want to play behind this offensive line? You mentioned legacy, but he's a stubborn guy and he's all show you. I'm going to prove you wrong. And he gets a kick out of that. And to think that, you know, the earliest someone has come back from this injury is five months It'd be three and a half for him. 11 weeks after surgery, he's at practice. Salah says if he wants to play and the doctors clear him, it's his decision. And you know he's going to do it. He has targeted the game Christmas Eve against Washington. For him to be showing up at practice and work non-contact, but still to be cleared by doctors and out there 11 weeks after surgery. I mean, and and not to mention what's going to happen at DraftKings because people have been betting this nonstop comeback player of the year, but they've also been betting – Will they? Will he play a snap? Take right. a snap this year, and that was a one. It was a one-way street. One-way street. They didn't offer a no. So if the only thing you can bet is yes, and it's a big plus price, no cheesecake for Johnny Avello. Yeah, no. We shot that down the entire time when people were suggesting ninety-five to one, a hundred to one on comeback player of the year. There was only like not only I should say the like skepticism. The doubt of like, well, think about this for a second here. Can he really be the first guy back like this in that short amount of time? Why would a guy who is almost 40 years old be the first guy to do that? And then, oh, by the way, there's this player named Demar Hamlin who's still out there <laughs> lingering around who died on the field last year. Uh-huh. Came back, played in a couple of games so far this year, although very limited snaps, obviously. And we were just making the case for him all year long. Does that all go out the window if Rodgers comes back and plays in one game now? He's down to 8-1. to one. Yep. I'm actually surprised, based on the Jets' 
opening up his practice window yesterday and him participating in a limited fashion. I'm surprised he's still 8-1 to one because if he comes back, he, he automatically has to shoot ahead of Tua. Oh, no doubt. There's no debate. Oh, come on. To me, it's either Hamlin or Rodgers at this point. I would agree with that. Because I, I think he's going to do this. And I, I, he'll get out there for even a game. He'll want to do it. Not to mention, can the Jets maybe win a game here coming up, win or two, and then technically they're not mathematically eliminated. So he can play that card as well as they get ready for Washington. But this would just be historic that he, he's you know incredible that he could come back and do this 11 weeks after this major yep. surgery. And, and he's 40 years old Saturday. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. So here's why, again, I pointed this out uh, three weeks or so, or go uh, uh, right around that time frame anyway on the show. And that is the reason why the Jets are comfortable with this is because they, they put up a Hail Mary for him last year in the offseason and it came in and he right. is going to be 40 years old. If this is... If this is Zach Wilson, the second pick overall in the draft, and Zach Wilson turned out to be a really good player, but he got hurt right away this year, they're going to tell him, whoa, 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 Cowboy, you take your time. You're the franchise quarterback. We have 10 more years mm-hmm. with you at least. They're, the reason why they're okay with it is because he is 40, and they're like, well, screw it. What do we have to lose? I mean, we played the entire year without him now other than four snaps, and then th- the thinking is going to be, if he, if he can recover from this in three and a half months, he'll absolutely be ready to go next year. Yeah, no, you're exactly right what they did. And uh, you could say it was a big mistake because the what-if scenario, but they sold their souls to get this guy. A hundred percent. Because look what came with them. Lazard. Unplayable. Yeah. $40 million. Can't catch the ball. Right. Hackett. Horrible OC. Stuck with him, and it's, you know, you're know you just throwing Boyle in there uh, as well, because, well, he knows the system, but it's like with this Hackett business, and they're tw- 23% on third down. All-time bad for the Jets. So they sold Randall their, Cobb, thank you for your uh, contributions one. this year. They sold their souls. It didn't work out. And the other thing, he was old, bad offensive line. Everyone rips that playing surface. They didn't account for the what-if scenario. What if he goes down? And they, they went with Wilson, and he torpedoed the season. So I absolutely agree that he will come back. It's his decision. Salah and the Jets will say, okay, we're good with it. Give the fans something to cheer about and get excited for. And I wouldn't be – I think he's going to be – He's a good-sized favorite to be out there Christmas Eve against Washington. Yep. So and, then, I, and then I think is, he has to be the, a good-sized favorite over Hamlin. I do. So here's what you need to do now. Again, you need to remove any opinion that you have from this award. right? You have to try to put yourself in the shoes of a person who has a vote. Well, Rogers has been like, I don't know, he's a, he's a weird fella. Can I, can I call him like a media darling still to this day? Or did he turn enough people off because of what he did a couple years ago with the vaccination? To where they, remember, I mean, Hub, Hub Arkish said he'll never vote for the guy for the MVP. Yeah. He made up his mind in August before the season even started, which is absurd. Yeah, he called him a jerk. And, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I would say media darling's fair. And that this is the, the, the story, and, and people want to follow the story and look where he, look where he plays. I, okay, so That's then, another one. The New York angle's enormous. Uh, huge, huge. What if Hamlin comes back and plays in like three games down the stretch? Yeah, and they're, yeah. well, they're out of it too. And yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. It's tough, I know. But the other thing is, you, you know, you're late. I know it's still 8-1, to one, but you know, 100, bye-bye, 75, 60, 50, yep. 40, and well, now how, we're down to 8. How about this for an idea? How about you just bet those two guys that's it, assuming that there's not going to be another winner on that list? You just And now I know Hamlin's minus 210. You might be able to find a little bit better than that. But if you were going to bet Hamlin and then take Rodgers at 8-1 to one and just say, screw it, there's no way I can lose in this market now. There's no way two is going to yeah. win. Brees Hall has been not great for the last four to six weeks. Dobbs is out. He's not that I ever thought he now. was a contender sure. anyways, but right. Well, you had to think about it yeah. for a second base and yeah. Gino winning last year. So that kind of threw a wrench in the whole thing. But I think if you bet both those guys, Rodgers comes back to play in one game, I think you're sitting on a, on a winning proposition here. What would you make the prop now at DraftKings? For him to take a snap? Will he take a snap? Well, at this point, I mean... $3? I, oh, it's got to be odds on. Yeah, it has what, to be what would you like? Yeah, he's going to do this. They're, they're going to clear him, and it's his do, decision. Do you know what it was when he opened up? Was I don't know it, what it opened up at. But you saw plus just, money. I, they had they had the market plus one eighty. Yeah, and that's when people were saying, "Well, I'd like to bet the no," but no wasn't offered. What if he comes back and looks good? <laughs> it's the ultimate what could have been scenario. Oh, I, no, I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean that. Well, that's the other thing. It'll just lock it up. I don't. I don't think he'll struggle. I mean, as bad as the offensive line is, again, that's why I was high on the Jets coming into the year. It's the, You're going from one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history to one of the best to ever do it. So, and you just see how good Wilson is, and they're wasting him. 
between Hackett's ridiculous play calling Agreed. and the atrocious quarterback play. The, look at Wilson's numbers. What he's still putting up with these lousy quarterbacks. Yeah. So I, I don't have any doubt that he'll come in and uh, they could win a game or two and he'll light it up and it won't have any problems. Think about this. If Rodgers does come back, he plays a couple of games. It starts on Christmas Eve against Washington and they win a couple of these games and it's clicking even behind a bad offensive line. What's the, what's the hype going to be around this team next year going into the season? Because they'll, they'll address some of the issues that they have. You're going to get a last, well, not a last place, but a bad schedule. You'll finish in third place. Um, Bill's window closing? Yes. Closed? I, well, they went down as, well, the glow was 15 to 1. Yeah. I mean, we laughed at it here, uh, how low they got to, which it just was just no value because everyone was betting it. Uh, the other angle, too, don't you think they want them to play week 18? They've lost 15 in a row to the Patriots. Don't you think it'd be, uh, let's, let's end this now? I mean, it's homecoming for New England for so long. Let's finally exercise the demons and at least get a win there, too. Yeah, they're division and, and, rival. And, yeah, and they're on national television week 17. They have a Thursday night game in Cleveland. I mean, a guy loves the attention. Can't oh, get no, enough no of doubt. It. Yeah, no he loves doubt. the spotlight. He's like Mike Palm. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that'd be absolutely in play there as well. You know how he is. Do you, I mean, want, to play, do you want to play him against the Browns, that defense? That often, I know, I yeah. mean, but he comes back yeah. against the Commanders. You're well, not gonna, <laughs> that's, that's set up beautifully, right? right? It you're, can't stop anything. No kidding. Uh-huh. But you're not going to bring him back for that game and then say, nah, take a seat against the Browns because uh-huh. their defense is too good. Yeah. That would never happen. So why is it now? Why is it that a 40-year-old man can be the first guy to come back in this short of... Is the, is the science know. that much better? I don't know. Is it the ayahuasca? Do we need what he's having? Uh-huh. That's... Rod and Tor Ekman? I, I don't, I don't know what silly. he did. I mean, it's your... It doesn't make any. He's holistic, Mitch. I don't understand it. I mean, it's it's to think it's five months is the shortest time someone's recovered from this, and then eleven weeks after surgery. But we knew that there were the signs there right off the bat. I mean, we laughed at him and, and mocked it early on. Look at this. He's walking already. Right, right. Look, he's throwing a football. He's out there 50 throwing yards. a football, and it looks yeah. actually pretty decent for a guy who just tore his and Achilles. He, and he does it every week with McAfee. It looks good. I'm coming back. My training. I sent the guys the tape of my workouts. There, the whole locker room was fired up. Everyone. It, oh. it, it's it's. I know. Here's it's what I'm incredible. Say. I mean, I would say this: if he gets hurt again, don't feel sorry for anybody. It's possible. Yeah, he could get hurt. I don't know if it would be the Achilles, but again, poor offensive line. You can't feel sorry for him because they are really. If they're out of the mix, they are completely forcing this, and they're just stepping aside as an organization and saying, "Aaron, it's up to you." We brought you in. You want to play? Go ahead. We're not going to stop you. Yep. They basically have no say in this. If Aaron wants to play, he's going to play. I agree with you. And he'll be out there against Washington. The ultimate what could have been season. Yes. You're spot on with that. Yeah. Think of it. They're the only team to beat the Eagles. I know they were, they were what, plus four in the turnover differential that day. Oh. But it's, you know, they don't, you look how well the defense played early on. I mean, they're going to beat the Patriots. They're going to win that Kansas City game. Without question. I mean, it's... Uh, they're going to beat the Raiders. Yeah. They would have had offense in that game. Bill's down this year. They'd be alive. They'd be lingering around oh. for a playoff spot for sure. And uh, by the way, the defense would not be cracking, I don't think, like they have been, because they know the offense is going to give them absolutely right. no. nothing. Yeah, it's demoralizing. No doubt about it. And uh, an issue in the locker room. But to think in August, we were we talking about no Rodgers, no Burrow, and the Bills are so bad they can't even make the playoffs sure. with their issues. Mm-hmm. And the plus price that you could have had on those teams Whoa. to miss or other teams to make. Alternate win totals, there which we'll go. do more on that tomorrow, too, and tie it into Survivor as well. It's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some. We'll start diving into tonight's Thursday night football game here on Follow the Money. It's Visa the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome into Follow the Money. The show is presented by DraftKings. Uh, we missed him. It's Nigel Seeley, the man when it comes to tennis and soccer at Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. It's been a great race in the Premier League. The lower leagues are taking the weekend off. But it's but Nigel, this is nuts how you have Arsenal with 30, 30 points, Man City, Liverpool, Aston Villa right behind them. You know, what a race this could be. And uh, this is going to be fun how it plays out. How do you see it? Good morning to you guys. Um, I think it's probably one of the most exciting Premier League races that we we potentially could have could have. I mean, we saw a famous race many years ago when Manchester City won it with the last kick of the of the season against Manchester uh, when they were up against the arch rivals Manchester United. But I don't think we've ever had as many teams capable of winning the title at this stage. I think the last time we had it was Leicester. We had Leicester, Tottenham, Chelsea at that stage as well. So there was a few teams, but this is really really wide open. Um, I think on the current lines, I think Manchester City are a little bit, I don't think they're any value at all. I think there's value to oppose them. I think the trouble with Manchester City at the moment is they're not controlling games as they had in the past, not only domestically in the Premier League, but in Europe as well. They come through a real tricky match on Tuesday, on last night. Was it Tuesday night? I can't remember what day it was. Now, last night, they were 2-0 down. Uh, or Tuesday, sorry, 2-0 down against uh, Leipzig and then come back on 1-3-2. Yeah. They're conceding an alarming amount of goals, a 4-4 draw against Chelsea. So they may be a little bit of a vulnerable favourite. Arsenal looking great. My fear with Arsenal is they, they have got some really big fixtures to come. Doing well in the Champions League, won 6-0 last night. If they get to the Champions League business end, and the Champions League final this year is in is in London. So that's a huge incentive for Arsenal to play at Wembley Stadium in London. So I think if they go deep in that tournament, that might sort of be a, a problem for their league form. But I think Liverpool just going under that radar. I mean, just I'm, I'm very keen on Liverpool. But I think Villa have been the team of the year, manager of the year for me, Unai Henry. Real, real title race, really exciting title race. And it was a very good week to avoid me last week because it was my worst week of the season in the Premier League. I, I couldn't bet a win. I'm still betting the unders and... The amount of late goals, penalties, VAR decisions, it's costing yeah. me an absolute fortune. It's really bad at the moment. And uh, I don't know whether to, to stick or twist. I don't know what to do on, on the unders markets at the moment because 
though the weather's turning here, it's very cold day in London today. It's about minus one degrees. The winter's setting in, which usually means you want to be playing on the unders. But the way that these goals are going in and the way that these referees keep checking the penalties, late penalties, I think there was 18 goals in the last three weeks in the Premier League that have been in the 90 minutes to the end of the oh, game in injury wow. time. Nine, 18. I've probably been on the wrong side of 17 of them. <laughs> yeah. 80, wow. 18 goals. I mean, that is just phenomenal. Yeah. There's games me. last week. There was games last week I played the under Luton against Crystal Palace. It was nil-nil at 70 minutes and it ends over 2-1. Wolves against Sheffield United the other week. Nil-nil at, at 75 minutes ends over. Two goals in the 92nd and 98th minute. Game last week I played under West Ham Burnley. There was a penalty an own goal and an injury time minute that cost me again, nil-nil at halftime. Oh. Just amazing amount of late goals in Premier League at the moment, which um, I think if you are playing the unders, you've got to be very brave. And if you do, you probably want to trade out or cash out heading into the second half because things are going crazy. Sure. I was going to say, is there any live betting opportunities there then? Well, I think, Mitch, usually it's... Uh, I think the I think the bet here, if you're, play, if you're an under-betters like me, I think the bet is to bet under one goal in the first half in soccer matches, in the matches that we like being unders, because... They're cashing, and one goal's a push on the Asian line with a lot of firms as well. So very rarely you get two. It's where it's the last twenty minutes of these games. I looked at the the record. I, I've got I haven't got the sheet me now, but I did a uh, I did a podcast the other week about it, and it was something like forty eight goals have been scored in like four weeks or three weeks in the last between the seventy fifth minute and the injury time. Then the next best was twenty two. So it just shows you all the goals are going in the last quarter of a football match. So so first half, nothing's changing. You know, the first half of football matches, the 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 the, the record is exactly as it been for the last sort of 10, 15 years. It's the second half where the things are going absolutely maddening. And it's also the last 15, 20 minutes of matches which are just insane. We've never seen anything like this before. I also loved your tweet Saturday. I was so excited for this match, but I was in a hotel room. I go, it's the biggest game of the year, Man City against Liverpool. It's at 4.30 in the morning out here, and the game's not on television. It's on Peacock. Man. Incredible. Bad job all the way around. Okay, Sunday. And the atmosphere, the atmosphere yeah. there was terrible, by the way. Liverpool were much better side. The atmosphere in the ground was awful as well for, the, for those two teams. Man, Man City's atmosphere at their clubs is pretty poor at the best of times, but it was a real poor atmosphere. Two games Saturday or Sunday we'll talk about. Let's start with Liverpool and Fulham. How do you want to play it? Well, I was quite staggered by this price, to be fair. Liverpool are a very heavy favourite, around about minus 450 against a Fulham side that uh, are struggling a little bit to score goals this season. They 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 lost their talisman, their captain, their top goal scorer for the last three seasons. Mitrovic went uh, in the in the in the summer, and they haven't been scoring many goals. And they're up against a Liverpool side that are really looking good at home. Liverpool have the best home record in the Premier League at Anfield: six six wins from six matches. No one's better than that. And they've only conceded two goals in those six matches. Um, four of their six wins they've won to nil, and it's the old favourite, the win to nil. Uh, I like this. I like this a lot. Um, Fulham. Have um, just you know their recent matches have gone over in a couple of matches, but you know this is going to Liverpool. This is a tough, tough ask to go to Liverpool. So and I was surprised by the price; it's plus one twelve. Now a lot of books um, have withdrawn the bet to nil market. So if you go to your books to try to find Liverpool to win to nil, you might not be able to find it now. So the best way to do it is on the same match parlay, and you'll have to bet Liverpool to win the match and Fulham to score under half a goal, and it will match up the price. And you'll get it around about plus 112. I think that's a tremendous price. Um, three times in the last four years in this fixture, Liverpool have won this fixture to nil. Uh, if you go back through history in this fixture, the last 10 meetings, both teams to score has been a no. So Liverpool have won eight of those last 10 matches of cash under two and a half goals. And it's a match that traditionally doesn't see many goals, but usually it's a narrow home win for Liverpool. Give the fact that... Um, Fulham are struggling for goals in the absence of uh, their top goal scorer. And the fact that Liverpool have the best home record and the meanest defence in the Premier League, I expect Liverpool to win. And I expect them to win and not concede a goal. So Liverpool to win to nil here. I think the price is, is brilliant value, plus 112. I think anything around even money or anything plus money, that is a tremendous bet. And it would have cashed in three of the last four seasons. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Our guy, Nigel Seeley at Seeley underscore Nigel on X. Visa and contributor. Also Sunday, Aston Villa at Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, there has been a little bit of money for Aston Villa in the build-up to this match already. Villa, have, I, I touched on it just a minute ago, I think they've been the team of the season so far. 
forget Manchester City, forget Tottenham, forget Liverpool and Arsenal. What Aston Villa have done has been absolutely fantastic. Unai Emery has taken this side into real, real possibility of making the Champions League. They're up to fourth place. They could even win the title, you know. They're 50 to 1. They're not the wow. worst 50 to 1 shot. They're brilliant at home. Their home record is absolutely superb. But their road record isn't that bad either. We sort of look at their road record and think to yourself, you know, yeah, it's not, not so great, but at home they can beat anybody. Well, their road record isn't bad. They went to Tottenham last week and won 2 1. They went to Chelsea early in the season and won. And they head to Bournemouth, and Bournemouth are a team that I. I, I, I'm not sure about Bournemouth this season. They have won back-to-back matches, but admittedly it was against Newcastle, who were depleted by injuries after a Champions League match. And last week they played Sheffield United, and Sheffield United produced one of the worst performances of the Premier League this season and any other season. They were dreadful, defensively absolutely dreadful. And so I think that's taken a little bit of a cloud. I think those wins you can sort of gloss over a little bit. But Villa are just doing brilliant. They've only lost one in their last 10. They've won their last three. Um, real good side, real good. They've got players, goals from every department on all over the pitch. A, a, a goalkeeper who's a World Cup winner. A striker in Ollie Watkins who's in excellent form, who's going to be in England, um, heading to the England understudy to Harry Kane. Quality all over the pitch. A decent squad. And there's no fluke that they're in the Champions League positions. And that's the Villa... If they're going to have title aspirations and they're going to have top four aspirations, they have to go to clubs like Bournemouth and win. And I think even money, that is a decent bet. So I'm going to go for um, Aston Villa to win even money uh, over uh, over when they travel to the south coast of England to play Bournemouth. Okay, two minutes left. I got two things for you. Number one, how has the relegation market changed with what happened to Everton? You can tell us about that. And then one more pick before we get out of here, a match in the Championship League tomorrow. Yeah, well, the relegation bat- battles really, really uh, changed a lot because Everton have obviously been given a 10-point deduction, which has seen them now down in the relegation battle. Um, the fact is, though, they're still heavy plus money to escape relegation, even with 10 points deducted. They're oh. around about plus 250 to, to get relegated. And the reason why that is is because the three teams um, who got promoted last year Sheffield United, Luton and Burnley are probably the three worst sides to come into the Premier League. I've said it before, I think the gap between the bottom of the Premier League and the top of the Premier League is the biggest gap we've ever seen in the history of the of the Premier League. Uh, Sheffield United are minus $8, Luton are around about minus $3 and Burnley are minus $2. So it's going to take an awful lot for somebody to, uh, to spoil those three going straight back down. And it wouldn't surprise me, Paulie, if the three teams that went up last season go back down and the three teams that went down, Leeds, Leicester, and Southampton went straight back up just mm. to swap. Uh, it just shows you how how the gap between the, the Premier League and, and, and the bottom is getting wider and wider. So Everton are four favourites to be relegated. It's a bad thing for Everton supporters, but they are the lucky thing for them is that it's the worst ever Premier League with the three teams at the bottom below them. Uh, the game in the Championship I want to talk about very quickly is my team, Queen's Park Rangers. Queen's Park Rangers are my team. They're absolutely had a, having an awful, awful season. They had an awful end of last season. They got rid of their manager. They brought a new guy in called Gareth Ainsworth. Gareth Ainsworth was the worst manager the Queen's Park Rangers Football Club have ever had. Uh, the home supporters re- didn't want to play, didn't want to turn up if he was there. The crowd wouldn't want to play for him, uh, the, the, just refused to play. The players didn't want to play for him. He finally got sacked. Uh, they brought a new guy in who's um, only had two games in charge, but he got a big win in midweek. The crowd went crazy. The players put in a performance and they travel on Friday night to Preston a Preston side who have lost their last two matches. Had a really good start to the season, Preston, but they've lost their last two matches, including a 4-0 defeat in midweek. At a big price, plus 275, I think QPR might give uh, Preston some trouble. So QPR have a new manager, new feel-good factor, might get the job done against Preston on Friday night. All right, mate. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Best of luck. Take care. Follow him on X. He's at Celia underscore Nigel. Thursday night football and numbers we can't get past next. Oh, welcome aboard Omaha Steaks. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Go to omahasteaks.com. Save 50% off site-wide. We can use promo code VEASAN and use it at checkout. Get $30 off your order. Tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks, a gift from the heart. Order with complete confidence. 
knowing you're ordering the very best. OmahaSteaks.com, 50% off site-wide. Use promo code VEASAN. Minimum order may be required. Go get it. Here we go. Professional sports better Brad Powers joins the program. Uh, we talk college football with him every Thursday. And uh, Brad, as always, thanks for the time today. Where are you at emotionally every year at this time? The holidays upon us, but yet no more regular season college football games. Here we are with championship week. Uh, this year, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to the bowl games because it hasn't been a good regular season for me. So it's an entirely different handicap. So I'm, you know, hopefully, hopefully there's some regression here. I mean, obviously it's a case by case basis. I'm really looking forward to the conference championship games because the portfolio looks good. Uh, at least in that regard, I don't think I can come out a loser this week. Uh, it's almost statistically impossible. We'll see there. Uh, yeah, obviously physically a little tired. I mean, after 13 weeks of looking at screens, uh, you know, the 15 hours a day, but, uh, I- I'm looking forward to bowl season. Uh, I'll tell you in like last year in a good season, sometimes, you know, obviously I, I hate to see it go this year as a- I'll put the fan hat on. I'm kind of sad to see this year go as a fan because obviously a lot of things change. Pac-12 is gone. Uh, there is no more Pac-12. Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC, that's going to be very unique. USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington in the Big Ten, that's just going to be a very unique feeling. A 12-team playoff. Uh, the regular season games aren't going to matter as much. Yep. I mean, Ohio State and Michigan, that urgency is not there like it was last week. Uh, there's going to be some, a lot of differences. Uh I'm not sure that I'm going to like it when it's all said and done. I hear you. Same thing with the Iron Bowl, I would say. I mean, Alabama is going to be in a 12-team playoff no matter what. So then based on what you you were telling us before the break, too, you're kind of shocked when you look at everything uh, year-to-date. Poor regular season for you betting, but your portfolio now, you're talking about, explain this, break this down for us, what you're looking at for these championship games and how you have a lot of uh, these games lined up with both teams at plus prices. Yes. I mean, I'm alive in all 10 conference championship games. I have one, at least one team and a lot of conferences. I have both teams. Uh, and it's not like I made 75 bets or, or, you know, I waited till the middle of the season and laid, you know, minus 300 on Georgia to win the sec. Every single one of them, I have plus money. So, uh, yeah, the, it's as good of a conference championship portfolio as I've ever had by far. Uh, so it's intriguing to me that I know we're talking about different markets, different types of portfolios, but it's just amazing that I, you know, that could be so good. And a lot mm-hmm. of the other stuff runs so bad. I, I, I don't get it how I can evaluate the team so good preseason. I, and here's another thing. I mean, season win totals weren't that good for me. The worst season I've ever had season win totals. It was a winner, but it was just a slight winner where I was expecting a big winner. So how can, you know, a, a, a guy be just a slight winner in the win totals and yet, you know, evaluate the conference as a whole in the, in the championship portfolio. I don't know. Maybe I'm not that smart. I'm not Einstein in that regard. I'm going to have to do a lot of self-scouting to see what the hell went wrong in some of these markets. But uh, in some instances, I've had the, the best year ever. And a lot of other instances, it's been the worst year ever for me. So I, I don't understand that to me. What's your biggest ticket on our conference uh, from a, pr- a pr- price on the conference championship? Oh, wow. Uh, biggest future mm-hmm. as far as like, like the 20 to 1 or, or yeah, better? Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I got to think. I, I don't think I have anything huge. It's like a lot of these teams are four to five to one, which okay. I mean, and still not a bad situation to be in. Cause no. okay. I mean, I mean, just generally speaking, I, you know, the biggest one off the top of my head, I think Miami, Ohio is nine to one. I have that nine to one. Uh, you know, let's look at these. A lot of favorites. I, I unfortunately don't have like a New Mexico state. Uh, that that would have been a, a nice big one to have. I don't have that. I have Liberty though at plus money. I mean, when you got a double digit favorite, I'm I'm glad to be in that situation. Texas at plus money, a double digit favorite. Glad to be in that situation there. Uh, no, not nothing out. You know, nothing huge. I, I I wish I had an Oklahoma State or a New Mexico State. How do you feel about your future on Texas, thirty to one? Uh, for national championship, I, I mean, they're going to need some help. They're going to need, uh, you know, Louisville to beat Florida State, which is in obviously in the realm of possibility. They're only a two and a half point underdog, so I'm going to need that uh, to start. I, I feel pretty comfortable about them beating Oklahoma State uh, to the fact that I even laid the points this week uh, with, with Texas. So as long as they can get in, I mean, most likely opponent is probably Georgia in the first round. They're going to be about a seven point underdog there, so. I'm up against it, but you know that's why it's th- that, that's why it was thirty to one. Okay, good information. Uh, I think some of these lines are too high. You might take the uh, opposite stance, but let's get into it. We start Friday with the Conference USA title game. It's a rematch. Great job by Jerry Kill. Chadwell's also an excellent coach. Liberty laying double digits against New Mexico State. What do you think? 
Yeah, I do disagree. I, I, I'm I more on the Liberty side here. Look, I mean, I'm not saying it's best bet of the week material because uh, I don't know how you get to that the conclusion with what Jerry Kill does on a week-in and week-out basis. New Mexico State did not cover in the first meeting between these two at Liberty. The line was plus 10.5, got bet down to 9, so we're in, in the same ballpark here. Since that game, New Mexico State has covered every single game, 10 straight for them. So it's tough fading a streak like that, but – I mean, just, you know, biggest win in school history against Auburn two weeks ago to the wire game where the market absolutely hated them last week against Jacksonville State, where they went from favorite to underdog in that game. And, you know, last second type of game. Now they're traveling on a short week to a team that's just been blowing out everybody well rested. Uh, I lean Liberty here, the favorite. And I have that Liberty this week. Okay, you do all these hits all over the country. You know, you talk to everyone who does this and bets. How many people? In, in your circle now you've talked to uh, like Washington to win the game. <laughs> uh, I heard a guy I respect took 10 with Washington, but obviously taking 10 and expecting them to win is a totally mm-hmm. different story. So I understand taking the 10, but no, no one's really, uh, in fact, the most people are on the Oregon side as far as betting them against the spread. Uh, and the main talk is, is, you know, 10 years ago, we don't have a nine, nine and a half point spread. <laughs> if we're looking at markets, uh, the market's just, you know, on top of this type of stuff. So, no, there's hardly anybody expects Washington to win. And, you know, what? I just tweeted it out because, I mean, we get into this, but, you know, the discussion about the, the four best teams and, and whatnot. Yeah. I'll give you one that is totally people couldn't, you know, their little minds cannot even grasp this. That if this game played out just like the first matchup, uh, where Oregon won the box score, probably should have won on the post-game win expectancy, but Washington somehow won. I, I still wouldn't think Washington's one of the four best teams. In fact, I mean, if we're really diving into the best teams, I would still consider 0-2 Oregon against Washington to be a better team than Washington because if the two teams played yet again the very next week, Oregon would be favored. Yeah, they, yeah, of course, because you're not going to go from a 10-point favorite mm-hmm. this week to playing again in seven days and saying, oh, now Washington won a close game, so now the Huskies are going to be a three-point favorite. That would never happen. Yeah, it just wouldn't. So, I mean, I don't know what their definition of best. I mean, my definition of best, who'd be favorable over who on a neutral? Who's most likely to win a football game between the two teams? So, I know all the Florida State talk. I I, I could use the, the, the same talking points about the Washington team, and yet I, I, I don't hear it. They're not one of the four best teams. In fact, I mean, if you really want the best teams, I, this is something. Nine and three LSU is better than Washington. Nine oh, and three Notre wow. Dame is better than Washington. Both teams would be favored over Washington on a neutral. So don't don't give me this four best team stuff because people literally cannot handle that. If we're really talking the four best teams, it is the most deserving teams. That, that's what uh, this is, and that's what it should be. Results in games should matter in college football. Otherwise, why are we even playing these games? Al, I could tell you the three of the four teams in the playoffs every year. It's going to be Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. Pretty much. Yep. So as a fan then here, let's ask you this. How pissed off will you be if Alabama wins the SEC title game, Texas wins, they look impressive, and somehow, some way, suddenly on Sunday, the committee says we got to put Alabama ahead of Texas? Oh, I'd be a travesty. It, it would. I mean, I, I, I'm not a Texas guy, but I mean, I just, I can't fathom that. I mean, if they did that, it would be, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I, I just... I, they go to Alabama. They win the game at Alabama. Nothing fluky about the game. They dominated. They were the better team. Then why is that game even played? I, I just they they can't do that, can they? They can't leave out if Florida State wins and finishes thirteen and zero. They're gonna leave them out. I, I just as a fan, how? how how do you do that? How do you t- why? Because a kid got hurt on a play. A team goes thirteen and zero, plays LSU, Florida non conference and wins their conference championship, and you're not going to put them in because of an injury? Come on. So you'd put them in ahead of Oregon, ahead of Texas? Then maybe not. Well, I mean, l- let me preface. I, Florida, State's not even, Florida State's not even my top 15 of my power ratings entering this week. So, I mean, if we're just going power ratings, yeah, leave them out. I don't want to see them. But, I mean, it's not about that. It's about the mo- four most deserving teams, and they would be one of the four. Yeah, and that, that, that's a separation again. Power ratings, totally different story than the teams that you think would be the most deserving overall. Absolutely. You, and that's the distinction. So, I, but then again, I don't want to hear them talking about best because if we're talking best, that's a power rating. And yeah. a lot of years, two and three lost teams would be among the four best. Quickly here, do, do you think that, I don't remember this, do you think TCU deserved to be in last year? Deserved? Deserved? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I think they did. Probably I did. Deserved. I mean, it was, 
questionable on whether or not they deserved it. Okay, we'll continue with professional sports better Brad Powers up next. I want to have him give us some of the point spreads against uh, these other teams for Florida State in case they do make it coming up next here on VSIN. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money & Wealth, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk relatable stories and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, no matter how the action unfolds. DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FOLLOW. The crown is yours, baby. We continue here with professional sports better Brad Powers talking college football. His website is bradpowersports.com. You can follow him on X. He is at Brad Power 7 I want to go back to something you said, Brad, in the previous segment, and it comes down to looking at future bets that you've made throughout the year. You have Texas at plus money to win the Big 12, but you told us that you don't even care. Like you, you laid the points of them against Oklahoma State. I'm kind of in the same boat with a different game. I have, but I don't have the favorite. I have the dog. I have Washington plus 350 from earlier in the summer to win the Pac-12. But I'm kind of thinking about adding the 10. I don't even care. Like, I got to set my future ticket aside here and say, forget about that for a second. I like the 10. I need to grab it. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, obviously, I don't have a problem with that thought process. I mean, I've always said this. I mean, you got to ask yourself this when it comes to these futures. I, I don't care if it's a Heisman future, conference future, national championship future, or any future in any sport. 
And the first question you got to ask yourself, is it life-changing money? I don't mean, you know, you know, retire money, a million dollars type things. I'm talking, hey, man, if, if it's, you know, the difference between, you know, paying the rent uh, for a month and that would make a difference to you, that would make you feel comfortable, you know, maybe taking a vacation uh, that, that you didn't, you know, necessarily plan. I mean, that's what I would consider life-changing money if it's important to you. Uh, if it's not life-changing money and that's not really that important to you, don't hedge just to hedge. I mean, especially if you, you still like that team in that particular spot. I mean, I, I'm not hedging Texas if I like them to cover the points. Sure. Right? I mean, why would I even consider Oklahoma State? I'll say that in Oklahoma State will win the game, and, you know, I'll come on next week and be like, well, I mean, I'm probably, you know, probably should have hedged that game. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns there. And I just I, yeah. I don't go against stuff uh, just to, you know, just to have a, you know, guarantee a profit. Right. I just, if my, <laughs> look, if I'm in good shape as it is, let's just let it play out. Uh, statistically, it should be okay. How about the total? And Chris Felica had the tweet nine years in a row. And I think 12 of the last 13 big 12 title games have gone under. There's a battle in the marketplace. I can say that about a lot of games, side or total this week. Lot, I mean, we're down to 10 games and a lot of different, th- uh, different thoughts here. I'm on the over, uh, regardless of that trend. Uh, I, I like the over because, I mean, uh, if I like Texas, I think there's correlation. If you like Texas, you probably are expecting some points. And I also like the fact they have no idea what's going to happen, you know, you know, after them during the day. This is the first game. They, they need to win, obviously, for their playoff hopes, yeah. and they kind of need margin for mm-hmm. their playoff hopes. And, and regardless of that thought process, Oklahoma State's an average team statistically. I, I know somehow they found a way to win nine games, but you look at their—they have a negative yards per play margin on the season. I just—I know Gundy's good as a as an underdog, but I like Texas to roll here. Okay. Also, the early game at the same time, MAC title game, a rematch. Toledo won. They're eleven and one. Miami, Ohio, catching uh, about eight. What do you think? Yeah, I lean Miami. I think there's correlation with the total here as well. I, I lean under. I mean, if you like Miami, why do you like Miami? Well, I, I like their defenses. You know, it's been, you know, consistently the last three years, one of the very best in the MAC. I'm not a big Jason Candle fan. I made that well known the last couple of years. Kudos to him for getting 11 and 1, but it hasn't been pretty. I mean, there's been a lot of close wins, including over Miami, Ohio uh, on the road in this one earlier matchup. But uh, lean Miami, Ohio on the under, nothing big. All right, out here, UNLV. How about it? What a story. UNLV hosting Boise State in the Mountain West title game. Boise State fires their coach. They're still in the title game. Great job by Barry Odom. What do you think of this one? I like Boise. In fact, I mean, if you want to, you know, pin me down on a best bet uh, on a side or total right now at the current numbers, Boise would be the play for me. Uh, you know, why? Well, I think it was addition by subtraction without Avalos. I just, you know, look at the players. I mean, one player quit the team, and then as soon as Avalos is fired, he wants to come back on the team. Their leading receiver, <laughs> yeah. Callister. No, he's still not yeah. on the team, but I think that just his comments really said a lot. Their performance the last two weeks, they, they won and covered the last couple of weeks. I also think this, just from a basic statistical aspect, better in yards per play margin, better in yards per game margin. And of the 10 conference championship games, this is the biggest strength of schedule disparity, and I think this is caught up with UNLV a little bit here, including last week where they played a San Jose State team. Records said they weren't better, but San Jose State played a much tougher schedule than UNLV. I just think, you know, I go back to the old Allen Boston, you know, pro, different levels of a program that they can attain. Uh, I think UNLV has hit their peak, at least for this year. They're playing a team that has been there, done that in the conference championship scene at the Mountain West level. I like Boise here. Okay, SEC title game now. I know that you bet Georgia on the opener, right, at four here, I think, at Circa. Uh, So the Bulldogs are now sitting at five, a couple of five-and-a-halves out there, and the total here is about 54, maybe 54-and-a-half. Side total, uh, what do you like between these two teams? Over for me. Uh, You know, I was just playing a number on four. I thought it'd close higher. That's the thought process there. In fact, I was hoping to maybe play back a little seven on Alabama, just is never going to get there. Uh, over. Why do I like the over? Well, I think two things. Number one, if you compare Georgia defensively to their last couple of years, obviously this year's team is not as good defensively as the last couple of additions. And the trend line isn't very well for Georgia's defense uh, the last four weeks. I mean, 166 rushing yards per game, their last four opponents, that's unheard of against Georgia's defense. I do think Georgia's offense is better than what they've had the last couple of years. And I think the injuries that they've had throughout the season has actually helped them because they've found new playmakers. And now that Brock Bowers is healthy, now that McConkie's healthy, and now they, you know, in their absences, they found some guys that they can trust. I really like this Georgia offense. Alabama's offense is ascending the last four weeks. You add all that together, over for me. 
It's a shame we have four games going on at the same time. They could have spaced these out. Uh, American Athletic title game. They're playing games with this. Tulane, op- you know, uh, got up I think as high as six. Come back down. SMU's been killing people, but now Stone the quarterbacks out. Number one, who do you like? And number two, what's the downgrade to the backup? Yeah, the battle in the marketplace is how do you price Preston Stone? And uh, you know. I, I don't think he's worth as much, at least as what the market is saying. I only had to put the downgrade three and a half points. Jennings, uh, an experienced backup. Uh, he's played both. He's, you know, been in some bigger moments, not only this year and a game against Rice on the road where they needed him to score to, to really put that game away. Last year, he was in a couple of similar situations in a few games. This is a kid that's won a state championship at the Texas level. Uh Obviously, it's still a downgrade, but Stone to me hasn't been overwhelming. He's been a good quarterback, not a great one this year. A lot of talent surrounding Jennings, so I think they're in good shape. And uh, you know, I, I bet SMU and still lean their way even at the at the current number. Uh, under though was if I'm talking, you know, favorite bet I made this week. Under was my favorite bet in this game that I made this week. All right, any current recommendations in the ACC title game? Florida State's down to two and a half, and the total has plummeted now to forty-seven and a half here this morning. Yeah, I think you sit it out right now, side and total. Lines moved too much on both side and total. Looks like weather. Uh, as a college football fan, I'm rooting for Louisville to win because, I mean, obviously I, you don't want to see a double-digit big point spread in a semifinal game. Yeah, so then let's go. To, let's run down the games here, the potential matchups that we have. What would you make, Georgia, against Florida State with no Jordan Travis? Uh, at least 14 and a half, Georgia. Yep, so similar number for Oregon? Uh, no, it would be like 11 and a half. Okay. I, I would have Georgia 3 over uh, Oregon. All right, Michigan? Uh, very similar number. Oregon, Michigan, I have basically power rated uh, equally. Who are they? Okay, so who's Florida State right now then? If you, Who do you compare them to if they're outside your top 15? <laughs> uh, they, in a power rating, they would be yeah. right there with a four-loss Clemson team, uh, Kansas State, an 8-4 and four Kansas State, uh-huh. uh, a 9-3 and three Arizona, an 8-4 and four Tennessee. They're 16th in my power ratings, but okay. those are the teams that are right in that group. How big of a dog are they to teams like Texas, Alabama, or Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, Florida State uh, against the Texas would be a touchdown underdog. Alabama, about a 10-point underdog. Ohio State, 11-point underdog. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of teams that would, uh, if we're just talking best teams, yep. there'd be a lot of teams uh, ahead of Florida State. Take us through your day. What's it like Sunday when the bowl matchups are announced and we start to see lines trickle out? Really good question. Uh, it's hectic. Uh, I make sure I have all my statistical profiles already set that I can just, you know, copy and paste. And just, you know, when they announce the games, I can take a quick peek, you know, the power rating statistical profile. And also I think most important, I mean, you got to have sheets in front of you, whether it's depth charts or at least current news of, well, okay. You know, who's left on the coaching staff already. Who's hit the transfer portal already. You got to have that at hand because uh, there's a lot of guys that have already left teams that, that are in bowl games. And you also got to anticipate this. You don't have to be Einstein to figure this out. Just, just question motivation. You think that team's going to be excited to be there? Because yeah. if they're not, those players aren't playing this year. That's how you can quantify motivation now. I mean, if they're not motivated to be there, players, uh, you know, half the roster is going to sit out. Yeah. yeah. 30 seconds, uh, 60 seconds. Your thoughts on the transfer portal so far and new coaching hires? Yeah, the coaching hire, I uh, absolutely love. Uh, you know, I, I like Elko, obviously, at Texas a and I think that's a good, solid hire. I really love Jonathan Smith at Michigan State. At the group of five level, love what San Diego State did yesterday with Sean Lewis. Uh, he was out of a job for a week. <laughs> so, I mean, Dion made a mistake, in my yeah. opinion, yeah. demoting yeah. him. Transfer portal, nothing big yet. Obviously, Riley Leonard likely to Notre Dame. That moves the needle. Will Howard's another solid quarterback in there. A lot more to come. Yep. Yes or no, does Iowa score 10 points against Michigan? Yeah, I don't know if they score 10 points, but I, I think they can cover. And quickly, if you're a three-touchdown favorite or more, and the total's 37 or less, and this is Michigan here, you're 2-11 all-time in college football against the spread. Wow. Great stuff, man. We love talking awesome. to you. Kill it this week. And we'll be in touch, obviously, from a week-to-week basis during the bowl season as well. Thanks, Brad. All right. Take care, guys. Up Thank next, you. Mike Palman Studio talking survivor strategy. It's the last day for our Black Friday special. Get everything we do through May 1st for only $60. The last chance to sign up and save daily best bets. Unlimited access to the betting splits, 24-7 video access, all the betting guides, the best offer of the year, vcin.com slash subscribe through May 1st for only $60. Get there. Here we go. 
fantasy football and some player props with Paul Charchi and fantasy football hall of famer. His uh, immaculate website is called guillotineleagues.com. Uh, we pump it up every single year. I got into five leagues this year. I'm still remaining in two of them and it's down to All six right. teams each, right? It's just, it's fast. The teams that you can put together are incredible because the lowest scoring team gets chopped every single week and then the bidding begins and it's just, it's a fantastic sweat and the best way to play fantasy uh, let's get it going tonight, Charge, with Thursday Night Football. Look at Dak now. All of a sudden, down yeah. below 10 to 1 in most spots to win the MVP. you got to be taking him seriously. Does this hot run that he's on continue tonight against the Seahawks? Yeah, and by hot, let me give you some numbers to define hot run. Over his last five weeks, Dak Prescott's average game, 320 yards and three and a half touchdowns. Wow. It's, it's insane, right? It's, you know, here... In this game against Seattle, I think he probably does well, but there is some sneaky downside that I, I, I do want to talk about. A couple of weeks ago, what we mentioned Seattle's got this rookie slot cornerback, Devon Witherspoon. He's a defensive rookie of the year candidate. He's great. He plays the slot, and that's CeeDee Lamb territory. If he can just keep CeeDee Lamb from not blowing up, which he's basically been doing for over a month now, that's half the battle for Seattle against, against the Cowboys. Five of the last six quarterbacks to face Seattle have scored zero or one touchdown. And that includes some pretty good passers. We're talking about Brock Purdy's in there, Matthew Stafford's in there, Lamar Jackson's in there. So I think there's some sneaky downside for Dak. Probably still does well, and you're just going to start him in fantasy. But I don't, I, don't, I don't think the explosive Dak Prescott we've seen for the last five weeks continues here. Now, on the flip mm. side, I don't think it's going to go well and I'm not going out on a limb here for Geno Smith, has not been great pretty much the entire year. So what does that mean overall for him? Uh, if you're in a pinch, because there's a lot of buys again this week, but also like the the guys he's going to be throwing to tonight, what do you expect here? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a tough spot for Geno Smith. But non-zero chance, Geno Smith does not finish the game as the starter, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk it through. Even the most casual you know, viewers and listeners know that Dallas's pass defense has been great this year. They rank number two in pass rush and number four in coverage by Pro Football Focus. They're number one in ESPN's pass rush win rate. Uh, so it's obviously, it's a big, big, tough spot for Geno Smith in this passing game. Over the past five weeks, Geno Smith, is the 25th ranked quarterback in passing right next to, by pro football focus, right next to Aiden O'Connell and Deshaun Johnson, uh, Watson. There is one exploitable matchup on the field for Geno, and that is first-round rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot against Jordan Lewis. Everybody else, is, every other receiver's got a negative matchup in this one. And my worry is Seahawks fall behind. Geno throws a pick six to the increasingly inappropriately named Deron Bland, who goes and houses one, and then here comes Drew Locke. So there yeah. is a scenario here where it does this thing uh, unwinds badly for Geno. Can't start him in this matchup, and you got to think twice about all of his receivers too. Well, the streak's over. It finally happened. After 44 games, the Steelers had 400 yards. <laughs> they fire Canada, and you saw what happened. Now what do we do moving forward with Pittsburgh players? Yeah, you saw, you saw one of the most amazing stats that I've ever come across, the bookending of incompetence by Matt Canada. 44 yep. straight games under Matt Canada without hitting 44 yards. And they hit 40, 400 yards on either side of the Matt Canada regime, which is, un I mean, think about oh. what it would take to do that statistically. Unbelievable. You know, words I never thought I'd say as the Steelers look to face the Cardinals this week. One, let's extend pumpkin spice season past Thanksgiving. And two, <laughs> fantasy owners can start Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Arizona's on the docket. So, you know, we got an angle here. You know, Pickett is a pivot for every, six teams on bye, right? So here it is. It's it's the bipocalypse. It's uh, buy hard to uh, buy harder. It's This is a tricky, tricky week for fantasy owners. So the, here's your opportunity. You got to find somebody on the waiver wire. Maybe Kenny Pickett. Unshackled from Matt Canada last week, Pickett completed 73% of his passes and posted a season best 268 passing yards and now Arizona every opposing cornerback has thrown a touchdown Matthew Stafford threw four of them last week so from a betting stand fantasy standpoint you could throw a dart here from a betting standpoint his over his over under is 194 passing yards that was certainly in play here and the over on one half over one half of a touchdown it's minus 244 so you're not going to get great odds here but you could go over the one half a touchdown he does his Pickett doesn't score many touchdowns, but Arizona gives up a lot. So yeah. I, you just feel like 
there's this boost from being unshackled from Matt Canada yeah. that you might want to wager again. Yeah, well said. Do you trust Arthur Smith? And what does that mean for Robinson? Yeah, trusting Arthur Smith is uh, really tricky, but it is, everything's trending the right direction. Last two games, over 90 rushing yards for Bijan Robinson. Ground touchdowns in both games, which we love. But here's the thing that you have to hesitate on. Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson still combining for as many carries as Bijan Robinson is getting. That's frustrating. Now, the good news is he faces the Jets, and as you probably know, that's an elite pass defense, and teams barely even try to pass on the Jets, and instead they run a lot. New York gives up the fifth most rushing mm -hmm. yards per game. They've allowed six touchdowns to running backs in their last four games, and four of the last five opponents have run for over 120 yards against the Jets. So at least for one more game, even Arthur Smith, you know, the fading faculties of Arthur Smith should be able to cobble together the notion that your best chance of winning, particularly with Desmond Ritter at quarterback, is to hand the ball to B. John Robinson. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchi, and his website is guillotineleagues.com. Uh, you can go there every single week and get his player rankings for free. Where do you have Zach Moss at this week? I mean, he had to get gobbled up, and I would think and I would hope almost every single league after the Jonathan Taylor news taking on a Titans defense this week that typically has been good against the run. But what do you think about Moss's prospects this week? Yeah, tricky spot here. Uh, let's a reminder that Zach Moss has been shockingly good when yes. given the full workload at the beginning of the year. Um, with Jonathan Taylor out for the first five weeks of the season, Zach Moss was the sixth highest scoring fantasy running back. Sixth. And right now, just based on full season of work, Zach Moss ranked number two in next-gen stats yards over expectation. He's number two in next-gen stats efficiency ranking. And when these teams met back in week five, Zach Moss pounded the Titans for 195 yards and two scores. But, and it all sounds great, but turns out, that game was a total aberration against the Titans. No other back has hit half as many yards against the Titans all year. And over the last month, Tennessee, arguably the NFL's best run defense. Get this, last month, they're giving up 2.7 yards per carry. So, well, I love the fact that Moss is going to get a big workload here. Love the fact that he hit the Titans hard last time they met. In totality, Titans have been a very good run defense, and I'm not all that optimistic. He's my number 14 ranked running back this week. Okay, pretty strong. Typically, you know, every single year, you're going to get a bunch of players who are with the ADP, a first-round pick, that yeah. underwhelm and they become a bust. Uh, I think Austin Eckler, I think, would be put in that category this year, not having a great season. He's been banged up as well. Chargers, yeah. they're completely untrustworthy. Do you like him enough here? Can you bank on him against his Patriots team coming up on Sunday? Well, you might have to in this bye week. I mean, I, you know, if you've got him on your roster, you're probably going to have to start him. But let's just talk about how bad Austin Eckler has been. You know, dominating fantasy back for years, you know, when healthy. Right now, he's ranked 21st in yards over expectation among running backs. You know, Austin Eckler's supposed to be like one of the three best backs in the league. He's ranked 25th in rushing efficiency. He's only finished with an average of over three and a half yards per carry, which by the way sucks. I mean, three and a half yards per carry is, you know, nobody goes home and they're like, oh yeah, I ran for three and a half yards per carry. He's top three and a half yards per carry in one game this year. Oh boy. That's it. Wow. And you and I know what you're probably thinking to yourself. Paulie's sitting there going, yeah, okay, that's rushing. You know, Austin Eckler's, you know, this elite receiver out of the backfield. Is he? I mean, Pro Football Focus ranks Austin Eckler 56th among running backs as a receiver. He's chipping in three and a half receptions per game. That's it. And here comes the Patriots. The one remaining good thing the Patriots are good at, other than benching their starting quarterback, <laughs> is run defense and scowling. That's it. The Patriots have allowed an average of 3.6 yards per carry over the last five games. And New England has the fifth best run-stop win rate. So I don't know that it gets any better for Austin Eckler in this oh. matchup against right. New England. Very good. Very are, you, are you telling me you're going to be in studio next week? I'm going to be there in person next week. I can't wait. It's first time, I think, that yeah, I've been on yeah. studio. Oh, it'll be great. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Coming with the Vikings. That's yeah. going to be next Friday. You're going to be here doing the, the show out here locally for KFAN in Minneapolis before the Vikings take on the Raiders. You got it. Oh, that is awesome. Can't wait. Again, guillotineleagues.com, the website. Go get uh, Chargers player rankings for free every single week. Thanks, buddy. Have a good weekend. Thanks, friends. Talk You're to you later. Bye-bye. There you go. You can, Something just happened. What do you mean? Like 30 security guys running around here. Oh, man. 
Red zone situation. <laughs> what do we have going yes. on here? If you missed any of the show today, go back and listen on your own time. Uh, you can search Follow the Money, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Best of luck betting tonight. We'll see you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday... My newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.